Thursday's in the middle? Somewhere. Is it Wednesday in the middle? Yeah. I'm very confused. It depends, I guess, like... Is Sunday the first day of the week or is Monday the first day? I mean, of the week? I work Tuesday through Saturday this week, so Wednesday yeah. will be only my Tuesday. Yeah, weird. So Thursday will be your Wednesday. <laughs> I was right, guys. Wow, what a All special! All over it. What's so special? This is not the conspiracy theory we're talking about. Today. No, it's not. It, it's not what days the what order the days should be in. <laughs> we um. We're doing a politically-ish one a today. scary one. Yeah. We're doing a scary one, so we're doing it the cheating way we, Yeah. <laughs> we don't want um, to be shut down. So what we're going to do is we're going to read somebody else's article. This one appeared on um, BBC.com, one of the blogs on there. And um, we're just going to read it and react to it because 9-11 was a big deal. It's too scary. And it's too we scary. We don't want to get in trouble. No, we don't. So we're just going to read it. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Okay. You'll still know. You'll, You'll still know. be well informed. But this is also just a teeny, teeny, tiny part of all the conspiracies that surround 9-11. There yeah. is a lot. So we will look at others. Um, but this is just one of the many. This is just one of the many. This um, was published on uh, the BBC trending section of the BBC website. Um, it's titled, The People Who Think 9-11 May Have Been an Inside Job. Uh, it was written by Chris Bell. Wait, and- Peter Allen's Chris Bell? <laughs> I'm just joking. Maybe. I'm, yeah. I'm, um, my head's in boyfriend was at the moment, guys. <laughs> and it was published on the 1st of February last year, 2018. Let's see what it has to say, okay. shall we? On 11th of September 2001, four passenger planes were hijacked by radical Islamist terrorists. Almost 3,000 people were killed as the aircraft were flown into the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and a Pennsylvania field. Just hours after the collapse of New York's Twin Towers, a conspiracy theory surfaced online which persists more than 16 years later. So it was not even that long after it that they're like, hey guys, this is what happened. Nope. No at all. Rough. Is it just me, an internet user named David Rushchek? Rushchek? Wrote? I'm never going to get any of these names right, guys. Except that was correct. Rushchek. Rushchek. Or did anyone else recognise that it wasn't the airplane impacts that blew up the World Trade Centre? I hope other people are actually catching this, but I haven't seen anyone say it yet, so I guess I will. There's no doubt that the planes hit the building and did a lot of damage. But look at the footage. Those buildings were demolished, he continued. To demolish a building, you don't need all that much explosive, but it needs to be placed in the correct places. Someone had to have had a lot of access to all of both towers and a lot of time to do this. This is pretty grim. The really dire part is, what were the planes for? So straight up, we're just like... Alright, this is why we're reading someone else's article. (laughs) Oi, that's heavy. That's a big. That's a that's a big statement. And that's what I've heard ever since. Yeah. As well, like it's pretty widely recognised. Yeah. I mean, a plane got flown into a building, so yeah, it's probably gonna do some damage. Yeah, but when you when you watch the footage, the way that building collapses collapses like. The same way a building is when it's demolished, so it it crumbled down instead of in, instead of yeah. Subsequent investigations made it clear that the tower structures were weakened, but the inferno from the planes and 
where the structures were weakened by the infernal in the by the inferno from the planes and felled by the weight of collapsing floors. That didn't make sense in my brain, but I <laughs> guess it makes sense. However, even now, some people refuse to believe this version of events. Something's happened in New York. On the day of the attacks, Matt Campbell was on holiday in Lazarus with his wife and two young daughters. He followed the news on television in a state of shock. His brother Jeff, it transpired over the next few agonizing hours, was in the world was Aww. in the World Trade Center. Don't go back. There's a photo. photo. And I just started scrolling. And I was like, no, I'm really sad now. (laughs) Um, My mother had just flown out the day before to join us for a week, he remembers. I recall being on the beach and I think my wife had gone up to one of the restaurants to get some food. She came down saying, I think something's happened in New York. A few calls here and there and we managed to establish that Jeff was in the North Tower. No one had heard from him. Jeff had moved to Manhattan a couple years earlier. He'd recently got engaged and worked for the Reuters News agency in midtown he was on the 106th floor of the north tower for a conference this is all getting very heavy i, I don't know what this that's is okay well, it's a lot it happened um we immediately thought the worst says matt over the next few days we tried to keep our hopes up we were stranded no flights were leaving all we had was a ca- we all we had was a kind of hazy picture of the hotel's cable tv the news clips were being repeated showing the plane going into tower two more online conspiracies let's get back to this do you time. remember this do you remember 9 11 do you yeah. remember what happened I was in grade six or seven? Seven. Seven. You were in seven. I was in grade seven. I remember it vaguely, like, as a, like, 11, 12-year-old. Mm. I probably didn't quite understand, but I remember the images of it on the news. I remember. So, I remember it vividly. Like, I really, really remembered what happened. So, I remember coming out, and it would have been early morning. Mm-hmm here and I came out of my bedroom into the living room where dad was watching tv and my immediate thought was oh mum and dad like something's happened they've had a fight or something dad's still up watching tv and I like in my hazy sleepy 11 year old self said what what's happened are you okay and dad goes no um I think what he said was no some bad people have flown planes into buildings in New York yeah and it has stuck with me yeah. Ever since, because I remember then looking past him to see the TV and seeing exactly the same clips that Matt's talking about yeah. on repeat of these planes flying into oh, these buildings me. and people running away. And that was uh, the first time as an 11-year-old that I realised that people did, like, senseless things. I don't think I felt that impact of it. I think because it was on TV it just and it was in our country. Yeah. It was a little bit hard to get your head around. Yeah. And, like, the amount of, like, stop saying like, KB, the amount of... <laughs> like. <laughs> attacks that happened after, it just became... I, that thing. was the first. Yeah. I remember. Uh, I know it wasn't the first. No, because the 80s was, was far worse. the first for yeah. my little brain. And yeah. The, yeah. Anyway. anyway, getting back to it. Continuing. We digress. Again. The family got back to the UK after a couple of days. Uh, the family got a flight back to the UK after a couple of days and got... <laughs> Let's start all of this again, guys. Guys, can we just mention that we both are heavily involved in the theatre? <laughs> and this should not be an and issue, but it is. not be an issue. The family got a flight back to the UK after a couple of days and then got onto a flight to New York. 
We went there still clinging to hope that perhaps he had been injured and was unconscious. But we called around a few hospitals and became clear that there were very few people who were actually injured, Matt says. Jeff was dead. He was 31. An inquest into his death would not conclude until 2013, though fragments of his shoulder blade were identified among rubble from the World Trade Center in 2002. That is like so many years. 12 years later. To get closure. Yeah. That's so sad. I mean, you know he was in there by yeah. then, but... By that ugh. point, Matt was beginning to question the official account of what happened. He doesn't subscribe to any one particular conspiracy theory, and online there are many to choose from, which there are, yeah. <laughs> but he's convinced that there is a cover-up which is preventing him from getting answers about his brother's death, which is what a lot of people are saying. Yes. It probably started at the end of October 2001, he says. The more I started to look at stuff over the years, the more things didn't add up. Matt says he has submitted freedom of information requests to the FBI and other bodies which investigated 9-11. It's frustrating. Sometimes they say they're protected from disclosure because they could reasonably be expected to interfere with enforcement proceedings. We are 16 years on now. I can't even get basic evidence from the authorities. And I think if, if that is the response then it's no wonder that so many theories have popped up. Yeah. And there's a lot about the relationship between the US government and Al-Qaeda, mm-hmm. and there's a lot about, like, how the buildings fell. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but if someone just answered a question... That's never going to happen. never going to happen. That's never going to happen. <sighs> He wasn't alone in asking questions. A 2016 study from Chapman Chapman University in California found more than half of Americans believe the government is concealing information about the 9-11 attacks. Sections of the official US government report were redacted for years and some information is still missing. They don't really do themselves any favours. No. However, that doesn't mean there's any evidence for the more outlandish online conspiracy theories about the attacks. Some claim the US government was complicit, that officials deliberately let the attacks happen, or were even involved in the planning. Experts say part of the reason for the persistence of such conspiracy theories is the dissonance that results when people hear that a relatively small group of men using low-tech weapons cause such cataclysmic carnage. Good girl. Thank you. Cataclysmic is a big I mean, word. the big words I'm fine with. There's not <laughs> little words today, apparently. They're <laughs> not happening. It's perfectly natural when something important happens, people want to have an explanation, says Professor Karen Douglas, a social psychologist at the University of Kent. And this is what we say all the time. Yes. It's like yeah. when something weird, out of the norm, big, massive, whatever. We have to have we an need explanation. A, an answer. And for this one, I think it's quite reasonable to want the answer. I mean, oh, yes. Elvis still being alive? Maybe. But yeah. this particular one, I'm like, well, if we have the answer, why not give the answer? Yeah. It, often the official explanation appears quite mundane to people and not particularly satisfying. Conspiracy theories often emerge as a result of this need for an explanation that's proportional to the event itself. Guys, we're so smart. We say this all the time. (laughs) Um, And the reinforcing nature of the online world means that the theories have hung around for a decade and a half. 
information doesn't necessarily spread indiscriminately the way people think it does on the internet and social media. People tend to share it with people who kind of think the same way as they do about these issues in the first place, she says. The theories have been propelled by several books and films. David Ray Griffin, a professor of religious uh, philosophy and theology, I was about to say psychology, (laughs) accused the US government of complicity in the attack in his 2004 book, The New Pearl Harbor. Oh, that is a big yeah. The first instalment in filmmaker D- Dylan Avery's Loose Change series was released in 2005. Vanity Fair suggested the films, which presented many of the most popular 9-11 conspiracy theories, might be the first internet blockbuster. Millions watched them, sharing the footage on bootleg DVDs, Google Video, and internet forums. It was so widely available, a digital copy was even later found in Osama Bin Laden's compound. <laughs> In 2006. <laughs> Sorry, I find that so weird. Yeah. In 2000. But then it also fuels the other conspiracies, you know? Like, he's like, you know what? You know what I want to watch on TV today? A little video of that thing I supposedly yeah. did. Yeah. In 2006, a California architect called Richard Gage founded Architects and Engineers for 9 11 Truth, or AE 9 11 Truth. A group of engineering and architecture professionals who questioned the original official version Whoa. of the All right. Because they're the people that would know. I think we should take a break. Yeah. Before this gets too hectic. Oh, yeah. is titled BBC Report. We're about, I'm going to say, just over halfway through this article, so I need you to brace yourselves. I'm feeling a little ill. I'm just feeling sad. Yeah, it is quite sad. A little, and, like, have you said like again, Julie? I'm going to do, a, I'm, I'm gonna do I'm like, ten push-ups even, every time I'm saying it. That's what it. I'm not even noticing it, but continue. Um, ha- Having gone to the 9-11 memorial mm. in New York, it's quite sad. I, like, quite sad mm. for someone who is not a New Yorker who's not an American who mm. didn't know anybody mm. in the event I couldn't eat, I, cu- I couldn't be there for too long I, I cried mm. yeah well even reading that um, I can't remember his last name in that report in this article Matt's yeah. account of his brother I got a little teary yeah when it came down to the Jeff was 31 it's I was like no devastating it's just Senseless. Yes. I, I can understand more so acts of nature. Yeah. Tsunamis, mm-hmm. freak accidents mm-hmm. that maybe that's uni- the universe's way to say that's when your time is up. But this, which is at the hands of someone else or multiple people or and regardless of who's done it. The World Trade Center was full of people that had nothing to do with whatever the issue was around it. No, not really. I mean, I can understand the Pentagon to some degree. I can understand the White House to some degree. But it wasn't even... agree with someone choosing to end another person's life. But do you know why, like, my my thinking or my reasoning behind that is because they wanted to hurt the people that run the country. That is the the central business district of America. Yeah, not, like, they didn't necessarily... Well, they weren't out to kill those people that they killed. No. They were out to destroy 
the people that worked in the Pentagon. That's Which why you can't. Which is very sad. I'll say it again. Which is really sad because it's awful. Hundreds of innocent awful. people who just rocked up to work. Anyway, let's anyway, keep yes. reading because I'm gonna cry. <gasps> the confusion and chaos of 11 September 2001 has also helped the conspiracies find an audience. To take one notable example, a third tower collapsed in Manhattan on 9-11, WTC7. We forget about that. Mm. Mm. This tower has become a key focus for people who question the official account of what happened. A 47-story building about 100 metres from the Twin Towers, WTC7, was never struck by an airplane. Two planes plus three towers has equaled plenty of questions. Questions compounded by the BBC's own reporting of the collapse of WTC7. In the frenetic, confusing aftermath of the terror attacks, the BBC reported that WTC7 had collapsed 20 minutes before the building actually came down. In 2007, Mm. the BBC's The Editor's blog addressed the reports and traced how an on-air comment about an imminent collapse turned into reporting about the building actually falling, shortly before WTC7 did indeed fall. Any apparent discrepancy was cleared up by a 2008 report by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, which found that WTC7 collapsed after fires on multiple floors called caused a critical support column to fail, initiating a fire-induced progressive collapse that brought the building down. But that did not change the mind of the conspiracy theorists. AE911 Truth Board member Roland Engel alleges there are significant errors in the NIST report, which was the National Institute of Standards and Technology. His organization has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars to fund additional research at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. The conclusions of that study will be published in 2018, which was last year, so we might try and find that. We're trying to clear up the reputation of our own profession, Roland tells me. We can say what didn't happen that day, no matter what the government report says. We think there's a serious issue here. Matt Campbell's also still looking for answers. In 2016, he flew to Guantanamo to attend a pre-trial hearing of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the man described by the 9-11 Commission report as the principal architect of the 9-11 terror attacks. He called the trial a bit of a farce, but said, it's the closest I'm ever going to get to a trial into the murder of my brother. There were four other families there. I know one of the ladies there had signed a reinvestigative... 9-11 petition back in 2003 or 2004. Um, The other family members, from what I could gather, were pretty much in line with the official narrative. But I already expect this. My own experience in England with family members is that some people have got past wanting to know what happened. They're still dealing with the never-ending effects of losing a loved one. And that is how they end that article. Oh. So, essentially, although it didn't address any of the conspiracies in very much depth, I do think it gives uh, an introduction into what we might end up talking about later and that there are so many... We have found the... um, a Architects and E, 9-11 for Truth. Yeah. Website. Um, and they, it's wanting me to subscribe to a whole heap of stuff. <laughs> they have uh, 
32 pages of articles that they have posted themselves. Yes. We'll put it in our show notes. Show notes, but we will probably also cover some of these things again later. This is just we uh, we're, we're tip taking, of the iceberg. We're tip of the iceberg. We don't want to do particularly political conspiracy theories. We don't want to do surface levelly. We we don't we don't we don't want to we don't want to not delve into them a little bit deeper because I think it's important. Um but this one has always made me feel weird. Mm, I'm, I've watched a lot of things. Uh, like I, I remember watching a couple of really specific YouTube videos of people talking about conspiracies surrounding 9-11 yeah. and comparing video um, footage and, you know, this kind of like the BBC's own conflicting reports yeah. slash preemptive reports. And I went to find them again this morning because I was like, oh, I'll watch them again. I'll like get a little refresher before we do today's episode. And I can't find them. And they're going, I remember seeing it in an ethics class and not really having thought of anything and the lecturer being like, there are things that we don't always know about and that we need to uh, figure out what our own personal ethics are and then worldview ethics and all that kind of stuff. And he brought up 9 11 mm-hmm. and in that. Yeah, sometimes it may not have gone exactly how we are told that it has mm-hmm. been. The thing that gets me is that there's stuff that they've redacted. Yes. Why? Yeah. You know, like the, if if the truth is as simple as as it, as it they is, say, then why is you don't have to redact out? anything. We we you're telling us we know it, and I so. think that's what's fueling the fire. If they, that's yeah. what I said at the beginning, if they just answered the questions. <laughs> That people are asking, it would it would be okay. But there's a reason. But there's a reason why they can't. Oh, guys, let us know your thoughts. If you guys have your own particular theory surrounding this issue that you would like us to discuss and to delve into, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So we are ready. (laughs) I don't think we are though. (laughs) We're ready to take it on, but also we're totally in weird fear. I love that. Full of fear. KB says we're ready. With this, like, look at me, like, are we ready? Are we ready? Can we do this? I don't know. I'm so scared. Um, I'm kind of like, it is that thing of like, what are we gonna find? Probably nothing that hasn't already been found. <laughs> Let's be real. But yes. But I have a very nice view of the world currently. <laughs> Did you go and see that great 2040 documentary? No, not yet. You should see that. That's why I'm like living in ignorant bliss at the oh. moment. All right. Well. Guys, if you do want to find us and discuss your personal views, we're on Facebook. We are at Elvis Lewis Podcast. And we are also, you can email us and be like, guys, check out this rad article that I found slash I'm sad about now. Uh, Elvis Lewis Podcast at gmail.com. And what would do us super, super well is that if you were to jump on the iTunes podcast, give us a rating, give us a review... Even if you don't love our podcast, we'd like to know that. So give us a comment. Tell us what theories you'd like us to cover or what theories you've liked that we've covered so far. Um, And also on Spotify, it's all about those listens. So tell your friends, fall asleep to it. I do that to our (laughs) podcasts frequently. I'm like, you know what I should do? Fall asleep. It's like an obligation sleep (laughs) podcast sometimes. I'm like, oh, I really should listen to my own podcast. Uh, Fall asleep to my own voice. (laughs) I don't know. What that kind of says about you. I bore me? I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't bore you and that you have a wonderful <laughs> rest of your day and we haven't made you too sad to go on with it. Aww. 
But we will see you next week, guys, whenever that may be. Yeah. We'll be uploading on a Monday, but it may not be Monday for you. Okay, guys. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know wherever you find fun and funny podcasts or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com a That's Not Canon Productions podcast